Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Listeners, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It's been a, been a fun week, uh, just for us late model aficionados. Uh, and I'm not going to steal any of Bill Porch's thunder, but you had an opportunity to watch the race as well as I did. How about it, Jonathan Davenport, a million dollars. But on top of that, the amazing part, the week before he won 50000 Prior that afternoon in a preliminary, he won 12, and I think it was a, a, a million, two thousand, something, 22. So it, it's just, you have to go back, some of the old timers, you know, I think it was like 21 years ago, because they were, some of the kids, uh, you know, Devin Moran, they were like either one year old or they, they were just getting ready to be birthed when Donnie won that million. It just, you know, Tony Stark and his crew, they fought weather. All weekend, and it's just some some great great racing. I think there was somewhere 125 plus car late model signed, and that's just phenomenal. In the economy we have today, with travel and fuel and everything else, it's crazy in the world. Uh, our late model fans supported it, and I know the one night, and, and I know you have a story about this a few years ago. The night of the million, the 50-50 to the winner was 90 plus thousand. The year I was down there, I was up in the box, and Earl Baldus asked me to help tear the tickets because they were all in strips. You know, you had to have them one one ticket at a time. But that was only a paltry thirty-eight or forty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Time has sure changed, haven't they, Don? Wow, you uh, you got your week started off pretty good at Cochrane night, and you had a chance to talk to Rob Cochrane and Jack Crow. We don't want to spoil your interview, but a little bit about the prelude to that. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of it's gone full circle. For years, when I had my you know, EMOD, Clockwork was one of the sponsors on that, and some thirty years later. Uh, an opportunity arose at Cochrane, and you know, I reached out to my main contact there, Jack Crowell, and uh, back in May of last year, I, I started a position as a warranty administrator there, and, and I'm just loving what I'm doing. I, it's just uh, as my work career is winding down, just to have a, a place of stability in, in a home it means a lot to me, and I can't even begin. I mean, we would have to do uh, three two-hour shows on what Cochrane has meant not only to you, but to Rappin' on Racing. And to have Rob and Jack together in an evening, that just doesn't happen very often. And so an opportunity arose, and I, I sat down with both of them. It was We were kind of in some makeshift corners, and the interview was pretty interesting. We had some interruptions, but uh, uh, just some stories from Jack and, and Rob's thoughts on the future and what he's going to be doing with Cochrane and, and, and also Lynn Geisler, uh, you know, a marketing partner. You know, Cochrane's been involved in racing with, for, with Learnerville for 46 years and 41 of those with Lynn. Uh, and just, you couldn't ask for, as, as I told both of them, you couldn't ask for a better spokesperson, even though he's not a, a truly a Cochrane employee, but in some ways he is, Don. Well, I understand that you're not a... Uh... Cochrane employee, you're a team member. Yes, I was told that, yes. <laughs> That's, I like that. That has a nice sound to it. It has a ring to it. It does. Hey, uh, today, I spoke with uh, Barry Audi a little bit about his feature win at Jennerstown, and then we kind of segued into uh, how much he loves racing and how he's always helping people, and I don't want to get too deep into his interview, but what an amazing man. He is, it- and just the people that we've talked to, uh, last week's interview with, you know, John Fama, Barry Helps, and he's in the modified division. Um, young Will Hemminger, he, that, Barry is his go-to guy. Uh, and, and you'd think you'd have your dad, but he's, you know, he's, my dad's a little bit tough, but, you know, Barry, whether it's Casey Fleet or, or whoever it is, uh, if it's a four-cylinder, a pro stock, a modified, a late model, he's there to help. And, I think, I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse, but his dad was exactly like that, Don. He's following in his dad's footsteps. That's right. Well, when I was talking to Barry, one of the things I asked him about, Adam Kostelnik was leading in the uh, pro stocks, and he was coming around for the last lap, and he had to pull off the track and down onto the apron. I said, what happened? He said the rear end went out on it on the last lap. What a bummer. Speaking of another, you know, we, we think of, you know, you know, Barry's not that old and Adam's a little bit younger, but, you know, both Hall of Fame drivers and both of them would be, give the shirt off their back to help the, their, a fellow competitor. You got that right. Uh, one of our guests is Asphalt Pro Stock driver Samantha Osborne. She did a nice interview. Uh, she travels down there with uh, the number 11 car, and they get a four-hour ride. She was actually a crew member him uh, for Mike Sweeney uh, for a couple of years. But a nice interview with uh, Samantha. It's always nice to you know want to get young blood involved in the sport and to have a female, and they're out there, 
because uh, there's a lot of young fans in the stands, and they're not all guys. And to have that young lady or young girl be able to root for you know Samantha or whomever it will be, you know, it's a big plus. And they're always they seem to be a big fan favorite. But Don, we also have a report from the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, uh, Tyler Harris. Tyler Harris is just doing a great job. I know it was uh, their night to honor their champions, and I'm not going to, again, like I said, I'm not going to steal anything for Tyler, but uh, just a, a little segue, and we talked about this uh, before the show this evening. Uh, young Philip Bubeck, the Miley's put, instituted this program a couple years ago for the young guns, where you start off in a four-cylinder, and uh, hopefully it's, it's a starter. This young man's come up, and then, you know, he's basically gone from the four cylinders. He stepped into, you know, a crate late model, uh, I believe, last year, and he's getting quicker and quicker. And with the help of, you know, Phil and Kyle Lucon, you know, he picked up his first win la- uh, Saturday evening. So, again, congratulations to Philip. Very exciting in Victory Lane, and you'll get to hear that. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Kevin Thomas, the Knox Raceway General Manager, and he uh, will fill the listeners in on all the nice things that are happening at Knox Raceway. Now, if you say, where's Knox Raceway? Well, it used to be Sportsman Speedway, and he will cover all the details on that. Yeah, and we also had a chance this past Friday to talk to the hottest 410 sprint car driver in the region with four wins in eight days, the driver, the number two 410 sprint, A.J. Flick. And like you said, Don, he is on fire. Uh, We also have, Don, we also have two interviews, one with Rush Modified driver Ben Eastler, who picked up his second career win in the Rush Modifieds Friday night at Raceway 7. And a couple weeks ago, I had a chance to talk to Ryan Timms. And a lot of our listeners are going to say, who's Ryan Timms? Well, Ryan Timms is a national uh, midget champion, and he's been touring different tracks in the Pennsylvania area to hone his skills. But the interesting part about this, I'm not exactly sure how old Ben is, but I don't think he's much older than... 16 or 17, but Ryan Timms is 15 years of age, Don. He's from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Like I said, he's trying to hone his skills, but one of the problems that he has is he's only 15. So I said, Ryan, I have a question. I said, are you able to run some World of Outlaw races or All-Star Race of Champions? And he goes, I can't. I'm too young. They won't let me race yet. And he says, matter of fact, I can't even legally drive on the road yet either. So uh, the midget or the Ford is my mode of transportation currently. Very interesting young man. We added a new segment to the show recently. It's called Victory Lane Interviews. And uh, this week, uh, Nate Rigotti's got interviews with Kyle Burkholder, uh, Angie Singo, and Tom Golick. And then Eric Westendorf has interviews, Victory Lane Interviews, with Chaz Wolbert and Brandon Connor. Uh, results at Mercer Raceway on a beautiful Mercer Raceway on a beautiful early summer evening. Michael's Mercer Raceway completed the third event of the season. Adam Kekich won his 11th Mercer checkered flag in the 410 sprint cars. Jeremy Cornbaugh his second in the 305s. 
Davey Murdoch picked up the win in the big blocks, Brian Schaefer his 10th win in the fast track modifieds, and Andy Thompson, 8th career win in the mini stocks. And you had a, a backstory on Murdoch, if you'd like to explain that. Yeah, Dave Murdoch, you know, we know he traditionally runs the 61 in the BRP tours and at Lernerville Speedway. Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of his good friends, Mike Turner, picked up his first win with Rick Rogowski up at Hidden Valley Speedway. Uh, Rick's cars weren't ready yet, and he knew he was going to be facing some surgery. I believe he had it uh, early last week, some shoulder surgery. So he's going to be out for a while. So Mike wants to keep the car moving, and he tabbed, you know, veteran Davey Murdick to run it, at least at Mercer. And I had a chance to, you know, talk to them Friday night, and lo and behold, Davey puts it in victory lane at Mercer. So, again, congratulations to both Davey, you know, and Mike. Just You couldn't ask for two nicer guys in, in, in any sport, Don. Speaking of nice guys, you got a lot of friends at Hummingbird. I do, and uh, the Hummingbird Al Connor Memorial at Hummingbird Speedway had 19 pro stocks on hand for the $1,500 big check and earned points for the touring series as well as bonus points for the weekly series. From eighth starting position, Andrew Gordon will the number 25 star trucking and trick shot sponsored roost the chassis to the lead on lap 13 with only one caution on lap 5 in the 25-lap event. Gordon used lap traffic to his advantage and picked up his second home Mac Penn Ohio Series story wins of 2022. And again, another sidebar, Don. We, have to, we joke about this so often. It seems wrapping on racing brings good luck to people, and we'll have an interview in the next couple of weeks with Andrew, and he's going to talk about uh, the Penn Ohio Series and his Rooster Chassis and his experience out there running the truck at Bristol Motor Speedway. And how- uh, heat race winners were Chris McGuire, Brandon Connor, and Diller Sesney. And how about yesterday, Daniel Suarez winning at Sonoma? I had an opportunity to catch the, the last half of the race. And as I heard, I, I think it was Mike, or I'm not sure what announcer it was, he says, this isn't only going to be a story for NASCAR. This is going to be a story across the United States and into Mexico because if anybody's followed Daniel Suarez, he's such a likable guy. and you know He's there with part of that track out racing and given an opportunity with the Marks organization, they've given him good equipment. But, you know, to pick up that win, not only does it represent a lot for what he's doing with Trackhouse, but, you know, he kind of has a legion of followers, just not NASCAR followers, but the whole where he was born in Mexico. And I forget who they were. They had some crazies in turn one. They were jumping up and down. There was a big pinata they broke. It was a taco. It was just great to see new talent and different faces in victory lane in NASCAR. And like you said, you you can't you couldn't find a nicer guy. Uh, there's not a lot of believers in the, the next-gen car, but I really think for any of the purists that it's given, and I think this is what NASCAR wants, Don, it's given some of these smaller teams a chance to compete. And, and I know some of the larger dollar teams probably are thinking it's not fair, but to be competitive and to sustain things over a period of time, to be able to infuse new teams, new talent, 
this had to be done. In this, I guess so far, we're about halfway through the season. There's, and I can't think of countless number of new teams that have been in victory lane. And from a fan standpoint, I like to see that because you hate to see the same person win over and over again. And it's going to take some time. But I mean, you could also probably ask the, you know, the Travis Geisers of the world what it's also going to do for the pocketbooks for these teams because now you don't have to build this many cars and this and that. And in the long run. I think this car was developed to save these teams money. Prior to this new car, the spindles for all the teams were $6,000 a piece. They were made out of stainless steel. So you got two of them on a car. That's $12,000. You got 10 cars. That's $120,000 for spindles. Yeah, it's just, and that's just spindles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got motors, you got uh, bench and lightweight components, and again, I, I think you see that across touring series where, uh, and it was a big thing. And it was this was prevalent on Friday night at Lernerville Speedway uh, with Johnny Garvin picking up the win. Uh, all these series now, whether it's Lucas Oil, the World of Outlaws, or even locally the Max series, you have a droop roll. You have to follow the droop roll. It's fifty-one inches and. There's a particular way that you do it, and if you don't make the 51 inches height deck from top to bottom, you're disqualified. I know Alex Faree got disqualified earlier this year up at Bedford, and you know, talking to Johnny Garber when the UMS was there a few weeks ago, he got disqualified because he didn't meet the rules. So sometimes rules are made, and you hate to see them broken, but when they work, they work, and they benefit everybody. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for an excellent opening uh, for the show. You have a nice evening. You do the same as always, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for Monday, June 13th. It seems that we all have rights, but nobody seems to have responsibility. It was raining money. And just plain raining this past week at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. For the first time in more than 20 years, it was a million dollars to win Super Dirt Late Model event at Eldora on Thursday, June 9th. It was a long day of racing that started out with a preliminary event that was rained out from the previous night. There were two 25-lap A mains preceded by the usual heats and B mains. Group A heats were won by Mike Marler, Chris Madden, Devin Moran, and Chris Ferguson. The B-Mains were won by Colton Flinner and Ross Robinson. Chris Ferguson won the feature, followed by Chris Madden, Mike Marler, Devin Moran, and Shannon Babb. In Group B, the Heats were won by Hudson O'Neill, Jonathan Davenport, Greg Satterley, and Josh Rice. B's went to Brandon Overton and Chase Junghans. The Group B feature was won by Jonathan Davenport, followed by Ricky Thornton Jr., Bobby Pierce, Greg Satterley, and Brandon Shepard. The facility was cleared, and the fans re-entered for the evening activities, capped off by the $1 million to win 100-lap feature. It was the usual format for major events at Eldora, six 15-lap heat races, with the winners of heats 5 and 6 on the front row for the feature. Eldora Million Heat number 1 went to Chris Ferguson, with Mike Marler second, Shannon Babb finishing third. Heat 2 winner, Cal Bronson, followed by Ricky Thornton Jr. and Spencer Hughes. Heat number three was won by Bobby Pierce, Tim McCready second, and Johnny Scott finished third. In heat four, the winner was Devin Moran, followed by Earl Pearson Jr. and Dennis Erb Jr. Heat five for the outside front row, the winner Jonathan Davenport, followed by Daryl Lanigan and Trent Ivey. 
And on the poll for winning heat number six, Hudson O'Neill, followed by Greg Satterley and Ricky Weiss. The two qualifiers from B-Main number one were Jimmy Owens and Nick Hoffman. And from B-Main number two, the winner was Dale McDowell, followed by Brandon Shepard. When the million-dollar feature got underway, Davenport got the jump on O'Neill. And he started to pull away, opening up a four-second gap by the 10th lap. Ninth starting Tim McCready started to move up, and he took over second place from Moran on lap 45. Davenport continued to hold a sizable lead as they passed the halfway mark, and the unusual part of the race was no cautions. In fact, the first one didn't fly until lap 83 for a flat tire from Jimmy Owens. On the restart, the next two laps featured a battle between Davenport and McCready. McCready actually taking the lead before another tire blowout, this time for Greg Satterley, brought out the second caution. After the next restart, Davenport was able to recapture the lead and looked like he was pulling away before a third caution appeared for a spinning Ricky Weiss with nine laps remaining. McCready was still strong in second place as the race wound down, but the next caution would involve him as he got a flat tire with just two laps remaining. That set up a shootout between Davenport and now second place, Chris Madden. Madden tried a couple of slide jumps, but it wasn't enough. Davenport held him off, and he won the $1 million. Davenport talked about his late race battles with McCready and Madden. Me and Timmy, we're good friends, but man, when it comes to a million dollars, I wasn't going to wreck him. He wasn't going to wreck me either, but we was going to race each other hard. And then, then Madden, me and him, we've had our differences growing up, and uh, I think we finally put all that behind us. And for him to slide me, me sliding back there with, uh, you know, one or two to go, man, it was just a, just a hell of a feeling. And what about that last caution flag coming out as he was about to see the white flag? I couldn't even imagine what it was. And unfortunately, it, it was Timmy. You know, uh, I hate it for him. You know, second place still paid 100000 And we was uh, couldn't believe it. I didn't know what lane to pick because uh, I knew Chris has had one of the fastest cars in the country, you know, this year. So he just, at any time, he could beat me. He got a little bit better run than what I thought he did and slid me down there and... Uh, Thank goodness he raced me clean, and um, we got it done. All right. What's it like to win a million dollars? Wow. I, I can't even put it into words yet, and uh, it probably ain't going to sink in until uh, we get that money in the bank account. But it's, uh, it's definitely going to change my life, and hopefully uh, my sons, my daughters, and uh, me and Lance is going to take this million to make two with it. The top ten finishers at the second ever million-dollar-to-win race at Eldora Speedway. Jonathan Davenport, the winner. Chris Madden, second. Devin Moran finished third, Tim McCready was fourth, and Chris Ferguson was fifth. They were the only cars that finished on the lead lap. Sixth through tenth went to Dale McDowell, Mike Marler, Cal Bronson, Brandon Shepard, and Hudson O'Neill. The Dirt Late Model Dream was the next event coming up at Eldora Speedway, but rain was a big factor. It forced Friday's Twin 25s to be postponed until Saturday, which would be run before the main Dream event. Heat winners in Group A were Chris Ferguson, Brian Shirley, Tyler Erb, and Jonathan Davenport. Earl Pearson Jr. and Stormy Scott won the B-Mains. Chris Madden won the 25-lap feature, followed by Shirley, Erb, Scott Bloomquist, and Dale McDowell. Group B heat winners were Mike Marler, Devin Moran, Brandon Overton, and Hudson O'Neill. Chad Simpson and Mark Whitener won the Bs. The feature went to Overton, followed by Ricky Thornton Jr., Moran, Zach Dome, and Michael Page. After about 75 minutes for track prep, 
Heats began for the $128,000 to win their late model dream. Heat winners were Brandon Overton, Chris Ferguson, Chris Madden, Carson Ferguson, Zach Dome, and Hudson O'Neill. The B-Mains went to Jonathan Davenport, who had to run the B after getting a flat tire in his heat, and Dale McDowell. Fourteen laps into the feature, the rains came again, and this time racing was done for good. The race will now be finished as part of the World 100 activities. That'll be on Wednesday, September 7th. By the way, at the lap 14 stoppage, the top five were Chris Madden, Brandon Overton, Hudson O'Neill, Carson Ferguson, and Tim McCready. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. Race fans, this is Jonathan Davenport. You're listening to Rapid on Racing. Now let's get back to the show. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway, marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs, guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market. Offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands. For more than 10 years, they've been an authorized distributor on the East Coast of the United States. For additional information, contact Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Listeners, joining us now, a good friend and the winningest driver at Jennerstown, Barry Audi. Barry, uh, good afternoon. How are you? 
All right. How about yourself, buddy? Good, good. I was watching. I love flow racing, and I was watching you. And boy, you, you kind of, once everything got sorted out and all the cautions, uh, you were cruising. You were hauling the mail. Yeah, it's like uh, 40 minutes for a 30-lap race. That's, that's about the longest 30-lap race I ever ran. What do you think is the issue with all these other drivers? They're tearing up a lot of stuff. I don't know. I really don't. I try to... Uh, Last week we could have pressured for the win, and I, you know what? It's easier to finish second and car in one piece. You know. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking while you were following Marhefka, I said if Barry goes around him, it'll be clean as a whistle because that's the way he drives. But if he doesn't get around him, it'd be nice for the kid to get the victory, and that's kind of how yep. it worked out. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I, I'm telling you what. Uh, Bob Sr., Bob Morhefka, come up to me and shook my hand, and, and we had a nice, really nice talk, and um, and really good, I mean, it's, you know, somebody like that, a legend in racing, comes up and, you know, says something like that to you, that really means a lot. Well, th- three generations, and Bob would realize how important it is for his grandson. Uh, well, it's like your family, how many generations? You've won so many races up there, when I ask you, you didn't know the total. You said, you're only as good as your next race, and there's a lot of them. Right, yep. Actually, I got, this. no kidding, just this week I got an old uh, person brought a, a book to me. It was 1958 to 1962, uh, all the all the drivers and cars back then from Jenner, from Jennerstown and actually Johnstown Speedway, and uh, it, it had a big picture in there of uh, Bob Bob Marhefka's dealership back in the day, and and like Big Leone and uh, Grum and all them, Blackie Watt and all them. And just I mean, it took me. They should have never brought it because then that whole evening I didn't do nothing. I looked through that book <laughs> and looked, looked at all the old pictures and stuff. Well, I mean, it just it was really neat to to uh, look at that stuff. A lot of history. Yes, a yeah. lot of history. And, yep. and if you were looking at history, the, the Audi family's probably in a lot of books like that. Um, I, I, best I can understand, you got seven championships at Jennerstown, and one of them was on the dirt. And you were telling me a story about uh, getting some old engine parts from Clem Zabrowski that, Zabrowski that he said were no good. Tell me that story. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, Stan Lasky... Uh, he would get his motors off of Clemson Opsy, and um, he said all this stuff was bad. You know, they actually overheated it once, and the heads had some marks in it from the head gasket and stuff like that. And the crank had like a little bit of a crack in it and stuff like that. It was all sitting there ready to go in the junk. Um, I, I scarfed it all up and actually took it out to Len Geisler, and he put it all together for me because I said that's all I had. And, and uh, the next season, we won the first four out of six races with it. So one too bad. <laughs> yeah, one one junk, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yep, yep, it worked fine for me. He put it all together, and I said, "This is this is what I got." And he made made a great piece out of it. You know, you're the current point leader, but that's given when you talk about point leaders and top this, top that championships. Barriotti is always up in there. Um, and one of your buddies, I guess one of your protégés, uh, Flegel, picked up another win. He's he's a pretty tough customer. Yeah, he actually he actually brought his rear end down over the winter here, and uh, oh my God, was it bent! And uh, we took the uh, rosebud torch out and heated her all up in a sledgehammer, and I I showed him how to straighten the rear end. 
Well, that's no easy task. I know uh, Don Arway on the dirt one guys would do that. They'd have to take them to a machine shop and get them straightened out. How do you know when you're heating it up and bending it and all that that you have it where it needs to be and it's not going to impact well, you? Keep, heat, keep heating her up and keep hitting it and keep measuring it and see how close you are. And uh, we, we, I mean, boy, we got her, we got her really good. You know, I mean, I, the, the right way to do it is take it to a machine shop, but. Yeah. We didn't have one of them, so we just did it here in the garage. And look at the money you saved. That's probably two, three hundred dollars to get one of them straightened out. Actually, he was ready to. He was calling people for another housing and stuff, and he cut the ends off and welded other snouts on and stuff. And and a lot of it, I think, that rear end was like that from the get go because whoever welded the snouts on it didn't weld them on true, and um, it was bent from the get go. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Barry Audi, Saturday's uh, late model feature winner at Jennerstown. Um, when you um, think about some of the issues that everybody's dealing with, whether it's tires, gas, whatever, uh, how are you handling all that? Uh, everybody's in the same boat, so you've got to be smart and use what you got, you know. Well, on the tires, is, I know Billy had some stuff set aside, and he wanted to make sure that everybody would have an opportunity to get tires. Is that still working up there? Well, it, it, our class isn't so bad, but the, uh, the pro stocks, modifieds, and the street stocks all run the same tire. And I'm pretty sure they had none for this week, wow. no tires at all. Oh, boy, I hope they The trouble get... is they run, they run those tires all over the country that's the most that's the most popular tire american racer has and i guess they're having trouble keeping up with the uh, inventory with it well and i don't think it's the lack of effort on their part i guess some of the materials aren't available right right yep. yeah this is kind of a random question but uh what uh, you're a pretty cool guy what's it like when your daughter's racing do you get nervous uh yeah actually more so than i do yeah <laughs> Actually, there was a there was a kid in a four cylinder. He, I worked with his grandfather, and he just started racing four cylinder this year. And uh, I know him since he was a little kid. And I watched him out there in hot laps. Boy, the car was rolling over and stuff. I, and I, I got him. I said, "You need to go over there and put some more sway bar in that. That thing's rolling over too much and stuff." And he like stared at me, and I said, "You get over there now, and you get <laughs> put some sway bar in that thing." He went out and won the heat race. I, was, I mean, that was, that was, I'll tell you what, that was better than winning the feature for me, you know, just watching him win the heat race. Boy, he stuck his arm out the window when he went by for the checkered flag and stuff. I mean, he was on cloud nine. We couldn't, the show wouldn't be long enough to talk about all the people you have helped and how many people were picking up wins because you had your wrench and you touched their car. That's got to be very gratifying. Yep, actually there was a car show uh, Friday night up at Jennerstown. I'm telling you what, there probably had to be, uh, I'll bet you 600 cars there. Just just a great car show. And this one woman come up to me, and I didn't know her, and she said she thanked me for helping everybody, you know. She said every time there's somebody in Victory Lane, they're always, you know, thanking you and stuff. She said, that really means a lot, she said. You're a very special guy, and you helped so many people. Your dad did the same thing. I am proud to be able to call you a friend, and I thank you for taking same here, buddy. I thank you for taking the time to do this interview, and we want to tell everybody about your recent victory. So you have a nice afternoon. Okay, you too, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. 
This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. All right, listeners, joining us tonight is Samantha Osborne, but she said most people just call her Sam. Well, Sam, I want to welcome you to Rapping on Racing, and thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. I saw your car up at Jennerstown, and a beautiful car. It's, uh, I guess my first question is, you started at age five uh, doing quarter midgets uh, at... I see you started racing in 2008 when you were five years old in the quarter midgets at Oak Lane Speedway. Where's that? That is in uh, Trumbarsville, Pennsylvania, by, right by where I live. And where do you live? What's the name of the town? Quakertown. Quakertown. Okay. How did you get involved in racing? Obviously, it had to be a family member or somebody to guide you, get you in there. Uh, what was the motivation to get you racing the quarter midget? So my dad race modified that wall stadium when he was younger and then kind of got out of it because he couldn't afford it at the time. So then when my my twin brother and I turned five, he uh, decided to get us into it. I'm not really sure what made him make that decision, but I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah, I th- well, the time that you and your brother have with your dad, that's quality time. And, you know, I've said it so many times, on a racetrack on a typical night, you might be on the track for an hour. 
But the other six days of the week, you guys are in a garage. You're doing stuff, good stuff together around the race car. Um, besides the quarter midget and the late model, have you done any other type racing? No, those are the two main things I've raced. I've driven, like, the four-cylinders a couple times just to, um, you know, try that out. And I drove a dirt crate mod, dirt mod once. Um, so that was a cool experience as well. But the late models and core midgets are the only thing I really focused on. What do you like best about racing? Honestly, I mean, obviously being on the track and uh, having – close races and all that that's a lot of fun i really enjoy doing that but the people you meet along the way is definitely probably my favorite thing you know those people become family to me and it's just i love that so much i get that answer from a lot of drivers it's it's your racing family and it's just great to be around them what about the toughest part what's the toughest thing about your racing program um you know i'd probably say like keep on, on top of everything and uh, learning everything there is to know because there's so much that I don't know and my crew doesn't know that we need to learn and there's just so much. So that's probably the toughest part is just trying to do everything the right way. There's no substitute for seat time. And as you get that, you just grow and get faster and better. What kind of car, what kind of chassis are you running? My car is a house. Oh, okay. Did you build Well, I guess you didn't build it. You bought it. Uh, had the car been in uh, racing before? No, we bought the the frame itself, like stock, like not built at all. It had never been raced, actually. That, I forget exactly what year it is. I think it's like a 98 or something. Uh-huh. Um, and it just sat in a trailer for all those years. And we bought it in 2017 and built it up from there. And I'm the first one who's ever actually driven that car let's talk about your time at jennerstown beautiful facility run by some really nice people what was your uh, reaction after you had a chance to run up there i love that track you know i've been going there for the past two years with uh mike sweeney and his crew and um i've always been impressed by it the people there are just amazing and the racing is really clean and the facility itself is amazing so i've been excited to get there myself and after this weekend of racing, it's still the same thing, you know. The track's awesome. It's so much fun. Produces a lot of good racing. You know, I had really close side-by-side racing the whole time this weekend, and it was just so much fun. Mike Sweeney's a great guy. Picked up his first win, which was kind of nice. He had a lot of uh, wins and a lot of championships back home. But uh, what I find fascinating, some of the tracks where he lives are like 15 minutes from the house, and you're in the same situation. You drive four hours to get to Jennerstown. That's pretty impressive, and that tells a lot of people the significance of Jennerstown and your racing programs. Yeah, that it's uh, that track is just so amazing, and like I said, everything before, like the people there and the racing itself is just so great it makes the four-hour drive worth it you know i like the tracks around here you know they're cool tracks and all but it's just nothing compares to janistown honestly <laughs> a question i like to ask the drivers uh how'd you pick your car number so when i started racing when i was five um i was in kindergarten and 
my class number was 10. And my dad asked me, you know, what, what do you want your number to be? And I was like, I, I don't know, I guess 10. That's the only number I have anything to do with right now, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's how I got my number. <laughs> There's a story with every driver on how they pick their numbers, and I think that's a cute story. Uh, if you were talking about your goals in racing, uh, what would be, uh, what would you like to accomplish between now and the end of the year? Now in the end of the year, I mean, getting a win obviously would be awesome. You know, I definitely want to learn as much as I can. As long as I learn and have fun, I'll be happy. But, you know, getting a win or two or more than that would be awesome. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Samantha Osborne, but uh, our friends call her Sam, and she said, I can do that. So I feel pretty good about that. Sam, do you get uh, any questions? Uh, you know, a girl in the men's sport sometimes early on, uh, the guys will test you, maybe want to see where you stand. Have you had any issues with the uh, male drivers? Yeah, I mean, throughout my career, yeah, I've had some guys, you know, make comments that I shouldn't be there doing that or, you know, that I'm not a threat to them on the track, you know. But I don't know, I just, I don't let it get to me. I let my driving do the talking, basically. So. Many years ago when I was racing, we had a woman racing in the semi-late division, and my crew would tell me every night, make sure you finish in front of the lady. <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> um, yeah. How about hobbies? Do you have any time for hobbies? Do you do anything during the off-season when you're not racing? Um, I mean, I, I ride quads and stuff like that, you know, but I do con- – put a lot of my time into racing, going to other tracks, going go-karting, like, you know, it's always racing-related, so playing iRacing. So. How about sponsors? You need some great people to help you out financially. Let's talk about the people that help you. Yeah, you know, Jones Racing Products and CJ Jones and everybody there, they, they do a lot for me, and I learn a lot from them, and they're just great people. Um Obviously, senior racing, they helped me out a lot, too. They have done a lot for me in the past couple of years, and I definitely would not be racing if it wasn't for them. Uh, and uh, Checker One Manufacturing, they have done so much for me as well. So, Now, did I see on your Facebook page that you work at Jones Racing? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Are you, uh, do you work at the Connor, or what do you do there? I kind of do, like, a little bit of everything, honestly. You know, I'm in the machine shop sometimes, and I'm at the computer, answering phones once in a while. And, yeah, pretty much anything that needs to be done, I'm trying to do it, so. What better place to learn than working in a speed shop? That's that's great. How about the pit crew, in addition to Dad and your brothers? Do any other people help you on the crew? Uh, at the garage, it's just me and my dad. My mom will pitch in once in a while, and my brother, um, but mainly just my dad and I. And um, then at the track, it's the same deal, just the four of us. And then, I mean, whenever we go with uh, Sweeney Racing, they, they pitch in and help, which is just amazing. I appreciate that a lot. Does mom get nervous when you're racing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, probably not as much as other moms do, but yeah, I think she does. And, uh, she handles it really well, though. 
Well, Sam, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts, anyone you'd like to thank? I just, I'd like to thank everybody who's, you know, helped me out and got me to the point that I am in my career, you know. Well, when you get back to Jennerstown, you'll have a new fan cheering for you, and that'll be me. And I want to thank you for being with us now. Uh, Once this show airs, uh, people can hear it anywhere. You can hear it on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Apple TV, Stitcher, RappingOnRacing.com. And the nice thing about it is you can listen to it anywhere in the United States, and that's what people like about it the best. Well, Sam, I want to thank you for being with us. I'm impressed by what you've accomplished so far, and I want to wish you well in the new season. Thank you so much. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. It's Friday night and we're at Lernerville Speedway and it happens to be number one Cochran night and joining me is Rob Cochran and Jack Crowell. Rob, 
your wildest dreams and all the years that you've been doing this and even before when your dad was doing it, the success that Lernerville as a marketing partner, it's something that's really not as common. We see you know things on television, media, newspapers back in the day that a racetrack would bring you this much success. Well, it's been a great partnership. We're, we're, we're really proud to be, we're proud of our association with Lernerville, certainly proud of the longevity that goes behind it. And there's a lot that goes into that. It, it, it's, a, you know, it, it's, it's an attraction to a certain market and the, the geography that the market brings and the, the quality of the people that come in here. And it's also, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Jack Crowell and, and the other team members that we've had that have been part of this. Um, Been part of this, and so it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been a great association for us, and we're looking forward to many more years from, from me to, of continuing. Jack, you've told me you've been part of this since day one when you know Mr. Cochran approached you, and you know Donnie Allison came, and we we could have two hours on that particular story. But to see this and to watch it grow, and this has been, I'll honestly say, it's been your baby. You've been you've put your heart and soul onto this, even after you retire. This is the night that I look forward to, you know, as an employee of Cochran now. But the fans always look forward to what Cochran and Rob gives back to them. There's no question about it, and you know, uh, those years went by so dang quick, and you know, with Rob and his father are just unbelievable nice people, and uh, Mrs. Cochran, she's still going strong, so that that's, we just enjoy the relationship that we've had over the years. I think, Rob, I think the great part of it is, you know, it started off as that store in Monroeville, and we watched that grow to what it is today. But then, over the last, we'll say, two decades, Cochran as a whole has grown. And now in the Allegheny Valley, now in Butler, with the region, recent purchase of the Butler County Ford, the Subaru up on Route 68, we have growth in the north now as well, plus in Cranberry Township. Yeah, we've had to come out this way toward Lernerville to make sure we're accommodating everybody's service needs. It's, it, the, the areas out here, uh, Natrona Heights, uh, Butler, they've, they've been very good to us. So we're, we're really pleased to be able to, to be here and connecting with them and offering them more choices from a product standpoint. Um, and so, yeah, it's been great. Excited about Butler County Ford, long heritage there, uh, looking, at, uh, looking at a new facility. So we're going to have uh, more to offer in the coming years to this, to this market. And we saw that with the Subaru store when you purchased that. That was such a small facility now to what it is on 68. Again, this is what you had to provide the market. And it's changed so much. We've gone from where you walk in the door to now where, you know, you preach to us every day at work where digital was such a big part of this industry. And I know that's what's in your forefront. Well, it is. It is. We we have to we have to be prepared to meet the customer, however they want to meet us, right? So if they want to come in and they want to they they want to do it, call it the traditional way, we're we're prepared to handle that. If they want to do it all online, um, we're prepared to handle that. And in, in more cases now, people do a combination of both. So if they want to see what their trade-ins worth online, and then come in and, and pick out a vehicle, or want to understand their credit situation online, um, we can. We're 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 here to accommodate the customer in whatever way they want to be accommodated. 
Jack, we we're, were talking about marketing partners. Lynn Geisler, 41 years. You couldn't have asked for a better associate. You know, he's not an employee of Cochrane, but he, in a way he is. He's there. I mean, I can't think of probably the countless hundreds and hundreds of cars between yourself and Lynn through this association with Learner, but in the racing community. Because when they think of Cochrane, they want to come out of it. It's a new vehicle, a new truck. They used to come and see you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of all that. And just like they call me here, the mayor of Lernerville, okay? And being here 47 years and being affiliated with Rob and the family, it's just been a real pleasure to, to be on board. This, on board. Times whenever we had Richard Petty here and Kyle we had six NASCAR drivers that were here year after year, and they always appreciated it. And I ran into Richard Petty, and he said, oh, yeah, that's that Pontiac place up there, that big store, you know. So, yes, it, it, everything was just outstanding over the years. I remember the year I, mean, I debuted one of my cars, and it was Bobby Labonte was there. The lines went from the showroom out the door. And in the economy that we have now, and I think, Rob, and we're just going to wrap it up with this, it, it's so nice that people look forward to a specific event. And this event, every year, fireworks, number one o'clock per night. It's there not only for the fans here at Learnerville, but back at the store, our employees take full advantage of it. Our team members, no employees at number one Cochran, just team members. Um, no, it's been, yeah, it's 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 a it's a great event. It's a great event. It does there, you know. It certainly looked looked look forward to. People look forward to it all year long. Um, the fireworks, the event, the fact that it's it's almost the, the start of summer. Um, schools out, so all all the good things. You see the kids here. Uh, it's a great family environment, and we're we're, we're pleased to be proud of it. Yeah, we talk about family. It's such a big aspect of this sport, and I know Olivia's here with you this evening and I've watched from some of my early days here you know associated with Cochrane it was just the three girls and the two boys came and you know now they're I look at it and they're working at the or they're what we call them again team members team members back at the store and they're in their 20s and 30s now so that tells us no the, 30s no, I'm, not, no, I'm not that old no, no 30s yeah well we'll say 20s but it's you know it's it's a great you know it's a great experience well rob we want to thank you for all you do for learnable and all that you've done for myself and don at rapping and racing over the years oh it's my pleasure and really um, it goes both ways we're pleased with every, everything that people have done for us over the years and just pleased to be part of the community Jack, any final comments? No, it's just great to be here and have Rob here, and just things are just wonderful. And we're going to continue to keep on going. Well, gentlemen, thank you both for your time this evening, and thank you. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway, marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. 
Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market. Offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands, for more than 10 years they've been an authorized distributor on the East Coast of the United States. For additional information, contact Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. And now, more Rapid on Grayson with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're in the pits after Friday night's late model race at Lernerville Speedway, and we're with tonight's winner, John Garvin Jr. John, congratulations on the win. An interesting race. You led early on. Teammate Colton Flinner started back in 10th. By probably lap 15, he caught you, and he was gone. And he had a mechanical failure. I think the, a part in the, the axle or the hub broke and gave you back the lead. What goes through John's mind when you lead that much early on, and your teammate passes, and you got to regroup and say, okay, I'm the leader now? Yeah, um, he actually surprised me. Because it's usually flipped. Colton's always on the top and I'm always on the bottom. And the car was just so good that I was real comfortable on the top. And uh, he surprised me when he, when I, I seen him the lap before and then he slid me the next lap. And uh, you know, I figured I'll just hang on for a second. And then, uh, and then I seen he broke coming out of two. And then you just regroup and go back to the mindset that it's your race again and you try to control as best you can. We talked earlier in the season and you say this is, you know, Mark's baby. Mark sets everything up. You know, both the 4 and the 48 were just obviously the two class field cars that are class of the field tonight. And you got the win, but you have excitement and you go through the scales and everybody, you know, we're up in the media center and the fans are sitting there and generally I know your cars are, you don't see weight issues and then we had a little situation with the droop roll. Yeah, I mean, the droop roll, you want the very max you can get and that's how you're going to be as, as fast as you can possibly be. So our cars are 51 on the money and that's... I mean, we check them every single time before we go out because that happened to me a couple weeks ago for the LMS show here. And uh, so we check it every time. We go out there, run the race, and then they just don't have you got to jack it up until the left rear and the right rear have to be off the ground. you got to be able to slide 40,000 aluminum underneath the left rear. Well, they didn't have any aluminum. They just have a stick. 
measuring to the spoiler. So you jack it up, and he's jacking it up, jacking it up, and then he says it's too high. Well, the left rear tire is off the ground one inch. So bring it back down to where you can turn the tire, but you can feel it like just almost grabbing the gravel. And uh, I mean, we had a quarter inch. So. Yeah, it, it had to be frustrating. You're sitting there waiting and waiting. The fans are waiting and waiting. And it's just, uh, it was kind of ironic, as you said, it's number one o'clock or a night. And yeah. the last time you won was on number one o'clock or a night back how many years yeah. ago? Yeah, it was, um, uh, I don't even, 13 maybe, 14 somewhere. I think 13. Because um, I quit in 14 and went to the sprint car. So 13, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, it's just Cochran night. Um, I'm always good. Uh, I would love to have Cochran night every night. Every night so. Well, the funny thing is, for our fans that don't know where John's residence is, it's literally on the back side of the speedway. So, literally, when we say you'll have the shortest drive home to celebrate this evening, you'll have about, what, a, a two-minute ride to get back home? I don't even know if it's two minutes. It's right through the field. So our property and the racetrack butt up against each other. And, uh, yeah, it'll probably take me about 30 seconds. Well, John, we knew a win was going to come, and we knew it was going to come at some point in this year. It came early on. Again, congratulations to you uh, for your success that you've had this year, and best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, 
Court Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. A jam-packed night of racing joined by a mid-race points champions ceremony made for a top-tier night of entertainment at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We were happy to have the fine folks from the Rourke Automotive Group with us for their night at the Speedway. And in addition to that, the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks hosted night number two of their $500 to win Cheplik Packing Mini Series. Upon the conclusion of the heat races, we took an intermission to conduct a brief award ceremony to recognize the top 10 drivers and points for the 2021 racing season and award the points champions with their championship trophy, championship ring, and Hoosier racing jacket. Prior to the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model 20 lap feature event, we paid tribute to and honored the life of Doug Crawford, who passed away this past November. Some of Doug's family and friends joined the Reft family on the front stretch to take photos with Mike Reft's car, which sported two doors wrapped in vinyl decals of Doug's famed Fat Heads Bar Late Model numbered 9C. We followed that with a touching missing man formation where his tribute car piloted by Mike Ref led the starting field of cars, leaving the first starting position open. It represented Doug Crawford's last laps around Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Moving on now to the feature event, the Rush Late Models have proven to be the most competitive field of cars this season at Dirt's Monster Half Mile with five different feature winners in five different feature events. Saturday night made it 6-6 six and six with Collier's West Virginia's Philip Bubeck picking up his first career feature victory in Rush Late Model competition. Phil was emotional in victory lane, and understandably so, and he had this to say following his win. Well, sir, you are no stranger to victory lane. However, not so much in this car. You pick up your first here in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. A little bit of an emotional celebration here for you, but nonetheless, a joyous one. Almost definitely. You know, a lot of hours get put in, and, you know, I can't thank the Luke Ons and Bill and April Tennant enough. I mean, everybody helped me all over the years. And it's just been a great opportunity to drive all these different types of races, be able to win these different races and be able to compete with these guys. It's a big deal for me. You talk about competing with these guys, Phil. You had a car last year that I believe was, like, from 2002. The car was older than just about the same age as you. You upgraded this year to a car that is now 10 years old. And you're out there competing with guys with chassis that are brand new from Rocket this year. But as Bill Tennant always says, it's not about the car. It's about the driver. And you got it done here tonight. Your first career feature win, the sixth different winner in Rush Late Model Competition here this season. You put your name on that list. I tell you what, man, congratulations. You've earned this one. How does it feel? It feels amazing. Like I said, again, I can't thank everybody enough, especially Lucons. You know, they let us keep the car over there and help us week in and week out. Kyle's always giving me different tips and different things to try, different things to try, and I just can't thank them guys enough. You know, without their help, we couldn't be here. You got a big race coming up here in just one month, the Herb Scott Memorial Rush Touring Series race. You picked up a B main win in the Rush Touring Series uh, touring race last year, but this one's a lot bigger. It's an A main win. Do uh, you got your goal set a little high for those races coming up now? Or are you looking to maybe knock some of those big regional guys off and take one home for the local drivers? 
oh yeah, we're definitely going to give it a shot. You know, we'd just be happy to get in and to get a top ten. You know, getting in's a big deal. You know, so if we can get in and possibly get a top ten, that'd be super exciting. Well, I'll tell you what, you have all the more reason to be excited here tonight. But real quick before we let you go, sponsors that help make this all happen, crew that help make this all happen. Uh, my pap, my dad, and like I said, the Lucons and my uh, Bill and April Tenant, you know, for helping me out. That's their motor and tranny from last year and everything. I can't thank any of them guys enough. And everybody else that helps on the car, the Quags, everybody that helps. I can't thank you guys enough. Phil, I told you one of these days this race is coming, and it was only a matter of time, and it has happened. Philip Ubeck, congratulations. You are a feature winner for the Royal Rick Automotive Russia Late Models. Ladies and gentlemen, let him hear it. For your first time feature winner in the Royal Rick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the four car out of Colliers, West Virginia, Philip Ubeck. My apologies for getting a little excited there, but it's hard to be anything other than that when a young man like Philip gets his first in a premier division. Positions two through five belong to Tim Schaefer, Mike Reft, Colby Behe, and Dave Goble. Heat race winners included Zach Morrow and Philip Bubeck. As I mentioned earlier, the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks hosted night number two of their $500 to win miniseries taking place throughout the course of the 2022 season. Three and four wide racing took place throughout the field in the 15-lap feature event. Cody Catellus won the first race that took place last month, and he successfully went back-to-back in this month's event. But it didn't come easy as defending track champion Frank McGill threw a wicked slide job on Catellus in turn three, but Catellus cut back underneath McGill in four and crossed the line in the first position. The aforementioned Frank McGill would finish second, and Gary Catellus rounded out the podium. Finishing in the top five were Matt Bernard and Logan Catellus. Two action-packed heat races accompanied the Chaplick Packing Hobby Stocks, and the features of those heats were Cody Catellus and Logan Catellus. The night kicked off with a makeup feature for the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds presented by Born to Run Lubricants. Justin Shea flirted with danger, making contact along the outside wall a few times throughout the course of the 15-lap feature event, but that wouldn't deter him from parking his Shea Trucking and Repair Bicknell chassis in Victory Lane. Cole Holden of Tyona, Pennsylvania, led the first 11 laps, but mechanical problems occurred, forcing Holden to drop out of the race. Second went to defending points champion Chelsea Craigish. Rounding out the top five were Tony Tattenhurst, Aiden Cipriano, and Jacob Jordan. The regularly scheduled Rush Sportsman Modified event went 15 laps in distance, and Garrett Crummert and his Jerry Schaefer Racing 10S dominated each and every single one of those laps. Crummett crossed the line 10 seconds ahead of second place runner J.C. Boyer, but when he parked his car in victory lane, his right rear tire was flat due to making contact with the outside wall late in the race. Positions 3 through 5 included Tony Tattenhurst, Aiden Cipriano, and Chelsea Craigish. Crummett was also the lone heat race winner. In addition to the Rush Sportsman Modifieds having a weekly points event, so did the Rush Sprint Cars for their debut appearance with us in the 2022 season. Chad Rollman made the long trek down I-79 from Erie to pick up his 35th career Rush Sprint Car victory and his 7th in the division at Pittsburgh. Blaze Myers was the only other driver in attendance to have won a feature at Pittsburgh, and he wheeled his Joker-wrapped DRC chassis to a second-place finish. Positions three through five belong to Brian Hartzell, Nolan Groves, and Brian Cressley. The lone heat race winner went to Chad Rollman. The PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks were back after last week's running of the 11th annual Ed LeBoom Memorial Race for the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Championship Series. Early on, it looked as if AJ Poljack was going to park his car on the front stretch and pick up the victory, but Jordan Perkins of Newcastle wouldn't allow his flame to be extinguished. 
Perkins has been on fire as of late with a win two weeks prior and a third place finish last week at the Ed LeBoom Memorial event. Perkins follows all of that up with another win this past Saturday night. Poljack would have to settle for second and gain some ground in the points battle. Brian Hutchko finished third, Nickachuba fourth, and Heath Close closed out the top five. Brian Hutchko edged Perkins out at the line to pick up the heat race win. Moving on to the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, it was 2021 points champion Bill Tennant holding the checkered flag at the end of the night, beating out a hard-charging Derek Quigley for the win. Travis Corbin, April Tennant, and current points leader Craig Rudolph would round out the top five. Bill Tennant swept the evening with that win as he was also victorious in the heat race. Last but certainly not least were the future stars of Western Pennsylvania racing, the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns who had a familiar face back in victory lane. Travis Clark had his former motorsports Chevy Cavalier back on the front stretch for the fourth time this season. Tyler Hollister had an impressive drive for the runner-up position. Emmy Laboon, Samara Weaver, and Zoe Knight completed the top five. Travis Clark was also the lone heat race winner. The schedule just does not let up this season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway as the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Cars return for the second time this season. The fastest cars on dirt make their way to dirt's monster half mile for some of the highest speeds that you'll see at any track in our western Pennsylvania region. Since the schedule released back in December, these sprint car races have been on everyone's list as must-see events. They will be joined by our Action Event Divisions, the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. Gates open at 5 with hot laps at 6 o'clock, qualifying at 6.30 for the sprint cars and racing at 7. General admission tickets only $20 for adults. For all scheduling and ticketing information and up-to-date point standings and our online exclusive weekly racing program, check out ppms.com. And be sure to find us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And on Twitter, we are there at PA Motor Speedway. Reporting for Wrapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. My apologies for getting a little excited there, but it's hard to be anything other than that when a young man like Philip gets his first in a premier division. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Curtis Power Solutions is part of the Indel Power Group LLC, a company whose portfolio encompasses all aspects of on-highway, marine, industrial, oil and gas, and power generation markets across six companies. Indel Power Group's brands are positioned to deliver an exceptional customer service by offering industry-leading products from well-trusted OEMs, guaranteeing cost-effective and comprehensive solutions. Unlike many engine and heavy equipment distributors or contractors, Curtis Power Solutions is focused exclusively with the on-site power generation market offering a full range of power generation equipment from the industry-leading brands. For more than 10 years, they've been an authorized distributor on the East Coast of the United States. For additional information, contact Curtis Power Solutions at 757-673-7000. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, uh, welcome back to Wrapping on Racing. We're going to talk to Kevin Thomas from Knox Raceway. But before we get to Kevin, I want to tell you a little bit about it. Knox Raceway, former Sportsman Speedway, a 3 8 mile oval track located in Knox, PA. They're now offering motorsports events from May to September, including a demolition derby, truck and tractor pulls, enduro, mini stocks, rush sprints, and much more. And they're looking forward to sharing this with everybody. Now, with that said, Kevin, uh, welcome to Wrapping on Racing. Uh, thank you for having me, Don. You know, your, uh, your schedule, and then uh, um, we'll get to that in a minute, like the payoff for the uh, opening uh, with the rush sprints, that's pretty impressive. Now, a little bit about the track. Let's talk about the owner, a name that's probably familiar with a lot of sprint, sprint car drivers in the area. A little bit about who owns the track and how you got involved. Yes, uh, Brian Steinman, formerly known as the Cowboy, used to race 410 sprints. He was unfortunately hurt in an accident in Lernerville in June of 2012. He was paralyzed from the chest down. Uh, he used to be a professional bull rider and then broke his arm a couple too many times. They said, hey, you better do something, you know, a little bit safer. And I guess he, his idea was safer. It was driving a 410 sprint car. So he got in one and was in one for about four or five years before his unfortunate accident there. The way I got to know Brian is he owns a trucking company, and I drive truck over the road for him. And I've always been passionate about racing i grew up at tri-city speedway I actually grew up coming over here to sportsman's and everything and uh just he was he has too much going on he has about four or five different companies and me and him were talking one night and i'm like hey do you need some help with the racetrack and he's like yeah you can help me out and it just kind of transpired from there so you went from helping out to being the general manager yeah pretty, pretty much it was just uh, the way we the way we operate is like I said. Hey, let me put the schedule together for you and help you out a little bit there, and just kind of how how things trickled down. I end up taking care of a lot of other things, and he came to me one day and he's like, "Hey, do you want to, you know, take on a little bit more?" And I said, "Hey, why not? I'm already this far into it. I might as well I might as well keep on going." Now, you mentioned about Brian, a uh, very successful businessman. In addition to the trucking company, what are some of his other uh, things on the resume? Uh, yeah, we got the trucking company. We have a heavy repair garage where we repair, you know, truck and trailer, anything heavy equipment, truck related. We have a sales lot where we sell new and used, you know, trucks and equipment, and we have brand new uh 
selling trailers and brands and tractors. Um, we're starting up a paving company now. We have the racetrack and we also transport brand new Kenworth trucks out of the manufacturer in Chillicothe, Ohio to I think about probably six or eight different dealers in eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware area. So you're pretty busy guy in addition to all these other things you're going to run the racetrack i guess the love of sprint car racing between the two it was like a natural i know for for years i went up to uh, sportsman uh before it closed always enjoyed it uh, it was nice sitting on the hillside uh, people were friendly the uh, community surrounding the track a lot of uh you know short track racers that love it and uh, some of the uh I mentioned all the different uh, venues that are going to race there, and you're going to start off uh, June 17th, I guess, with the Rush Sprints and the Mini Stocks. Um, are there a lot of Mini Stocks in the area? Yeah, there is a lot of Mini Stocks. I'd say within, because where we're located, we're fortunate enough, uh, Hummingbird, Marion Center, uh, Mercer, Tri-City, Lernerville's all roughly within an hour of us. And when I put the schedule together this year, I looked at everybody else's schedule and everything, and I tried not to schedule any of the classes we have on our nights against any of the other uh, tracks in the area. So we didn't, you know, I didn't want to go against any other tracks, and I want to try to get the most cars what we could on a given night. Well, that's thinking like a businessman and, and not some hard-headed promoter that will... Uh go right up against the competitor just for spite. I have a question. What is a Quadaholic Potter Puff series? What is that? It is, I do believe that that's the business that sponsors the Potter Puff series. What it is is a ladies-only mini-stock race. They'll get hot laps at, like during intermission, and then they get a 10 lap feature where they start is decided on pill draw and it's a like i said ladies only it's mostly wives girlfriends of you know the usual mini stock drivers and stuff you're going to have some good people there well your wife christine is helping out but then uh todd and tyler beekner and greg wheeling when he's available you could not have picked a better group of people to help you get this off the ground yeah, Tyler, uh, my wife and I, uh, we sponsor Western Pennsylvania Speed Week, and so does so does Brian. And, you know, working with Tyler the first two years of that and then him being local to the area, he lives five minutes away from the racetrack here. I live five minutes away from the racetrack here. But working with Tyler there when we sat down there in February to talk about our speed, you know, speed week and stuff, and... Like I said, I've been around racing in the area for, you know, all my life. And I know Tyler, I know Todd, I know Greg. And when I spoke to them, they were more than excited to help me. And they are a big reason for what we're able to do. I do believe they are three of the best people in western Pennsylvania to have as officials and people behind us. That's one thing that is helping us out very much is we have very 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 good people behind us that are more than willing to help listeners if you just joined us we're talking to kevin thomas the general manager at knox raceway well if tyler's doing stats and scoring and todd's the flagman you're really in good in good shape yeah 
Tyler's going to do the scoring and stats and all that, and uh, Todd's actually going to be our race director. Brian Wagner, which he used to flag over at Mercer, and he's related to Tyler and Todd, is going to be our actual flagman. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to go down. Uh, I don't know with Greg with Greg coming in. Well, he could he could. I don't know if he wants to flag anymore. I know he kind of got away from that, but with them, you know, three four guys. You could plug any of them in at any spot down here, and I would be 100% confident it would work out. Most short track racers understand everything we've mentioned, and the fans, they love demolition derbies. But something that a lot of people aren't familiar with is truck and tractor pulls. Brief explanation of what a truck and tractor pull is. Well, you get a sled that kind of looks resembles like a you know trailer off a semi. You put weight on there, and then you have a start point where you hook onto the sled, and then you have you have up to 300 feet. And then as the sled goes down the track, there's a plate with uh, like forks in the bottom of it to dig into the track. And as you go on, it goes down, makes it harder for them to pull. And basically, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a drag race in a way, but not. It's just see who can pull the farthest. And some of these tractors, they got big money and big motors. I, you know, way, way back, I was following, Ed Faree was involved in some of these things. And uh, money's no uh, object with these guys. Yeah, as you know, and as a lot of the racers know, when you get into racing, you're never going to make your money back. You don't get into racing, you know, to make money. Unless you're, you know, fortunate to run, you know, one of the top tier series like the World Outlaws or Lucas Oil or series like that. Most of the local guys do it. And like I said, I've I've crewed for a sprint car team. I've sponsored. I've been around about every aspect of racing. You don't do it for the money. You do it because you love what you do and have a passion for what you do. Well, I think Brian made a good choice. I'm really glad you're getting involved here. I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us this evening. Uh, any closing thoughts uh, as you uh, get your schedule ironed out? Maybe you ought to email it to me, and from time to time we can let people know what's happening up at Knox Raceway. Yep, we can do that, and I can give you a quick rundown of what the schedule is. June, Friday, June 17th, we have the Rush Sprint Car Series, the Powder Puff Series, and Mini Stock Race, and 100 Lap Enduro. And then July 2nd, we have the BRP Big Block Modified Tour for the Sid Unresock Senior Memorial Race. We have the Rush Sprints and the Rush Modifieds that night. And then July 24th, we had the Allegheny Sprint Tour for the Big Mav Classic with the Rush Sprints and the 270 Micro Sprints and Junior Sprints. And then the first 410 race, which, you know, as a manager, you, you know, you have to play favorites for, you know, every division you have. But unfortunately, with me and Brian, we both love 410 sprint car racing. So August 21st is our first 410 show with the Rush Sprints and the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. And then September 11th, we have the same three divisions, the 410s, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, and the Rush Sprints. That sounds like an excellent schedule. Uh, looking forward to the success of Knox Raceway. Hope everything goes smooth for you. Kevin Thomas, I want to thank you. For additional information at Knox Raceway, you can call 814 797 
1-800-273-5385 or visit their Facebook page. Also would like to note that Wolfstan, a very nice camping facility, is right adjacent to the Speedway. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Talking to AJ Flick. AJ, could you have ever imagined last week when we were here on Friday at Lernerville Speedway, because it was a shortened speed week, we lost it at Mercer, then at uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Three wins in a championship, and with all that, those were $3,000 wins plus the 3000 for the championship. A heck of a week for A.J. Flick and your race team. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I'm extremely blessed just to be given... Uh, take advantage of the situation that we were presented um like i said before uh we didn't deserve to win the friday one but uh at Lernerville, but to finish first you must first finish and we were lucky enough to get that one but on saturday and sunday uh, i think we deserved that and we showed that by having quick race cars uh good pill draws we were able to stay up front we were able to pass cars we were able to get through lap traffic without hesitation so i do think we deserve those wins um to, if you would have told me going into the week that we would have won all three and swept the title uh, i wouldn't have believed you but we did have confidence going into all those tracks. We've wanted all those tracks before, so to, to put it, a full good weekend together was pretty nice. And the, the, probably a neat thing about it too is obviously you run in port and, and a couple weeks earlier you got caught up in a mishap and you know, fortunately you were running your car that you run the Western Pennsylvania swing on. I think I know you have a special car for point or for port, but you know, how, how good was it? You had three tracks, three different ones, and they're all different characteristics but like you said, you're familiar with it and your friend Ryan Smith, who normally runs about you without you in central PA 
second all three nights. Yeah, honestly, uh, the the most important part we got Red Robin gourmet burgers and Wingstop up one two finish every single night and also in the points. So that was pretty cool that we got Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group some additional advertisement out there. And Ryan had a lot of success too, and I know that team made some money, which was good for them also. Uh, obviously, the the wreck at Port that's obviously our better car. I put newer stuff on that car. Um, it was bad, but it wasn't quite as bad as what the pictures made it seem. Uh, obviously, we lost the chassis, but that chassis had 40, 50 races on it already. Uh, the motor injection was snapped off but we can fix that uh, we just need a half for the injection and then all the wings were damaged but other than that I mean I, I won all the races with this past weekend with the same shock package that was on the car in that accident um, we still using that front axle the rear end the drive line everything everything was straight and we're able to salvage everything else uh, Fred Bracci at Franklin rear ends was able to check over our stuff and make sure everything was good there so we were fortunate that that wreck uh, could have been worse financially and also with my health but luckily I was able to come out of that wreck without many issues personally and then on Honestly, just to be able to rebound like we did, uh, it means a lot. It helped us recover uh, all the lost money from that incident. And this Maxim that we run here locally in Western Pennsylvania, it's the first Maxim I ever bought from those guys. Dan and Ron Musselman are great people. Uh, they've supported me through thick and thin, helping me transition from GF1s to Maxim after George Fisher passed away. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, this car, it's a 2018. It keeps, just keeps just keeps ticking. We still keep winning. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of an irony, AJ. When I talked to you opening night, and you got skunked here at Lernerville last year, and you won that one, and it was very emotional. You know, that was your first time here without you know Dave Hartman. And to have the success you've had, three wins here already, or is it four? Three. Three. Maybe four tonight. Uh, and then the success you've had over the weekend, I think you're getting a little bit of help from up above. I might be, but um, that man's so humble, he would never admit that. Uh, I think a lot of it's just hard work and dedication. Um, you're right, we didn't win here last year, but we won the title for a reason. Uh, we were second, third all the time. I think basically what it comes down to is just we were so close for so long, and even to Sharon, um, we, we've only won twice up there, and we haven't won there since 2019, but we're always a top three race car. Tri-City, we've been really good at for a year or so now, and uh, we've just been working really hard on the setup, trying to figure some things out, some stuff we learned to some stuff we learned down here. We're just trying to put all the pieces together, and it really came to fruition last last week, even with a little luck on Friday. Uh, I do think that if we just keep working at this, it's it's continuing continuing to show that we can start wherever we want to, up front, back. We can pass race cars, especially as the track slows down. And uh, if Dave's helping me. God bless. Let's hope he helps me forever. He'll never admit to that. And when I see him at the pearly gates, when my time comes, I'm pretty sure he's just going to laugh it off anyway. So, well, again, AJ, just it was a great week. Congratulations uh, for the rest of the year. Same plans that we initially talked about here on Fridays, and then Port on Saturday when generally. Yeah, um, main focus is obviously Fridays at Lernerville simply because that's the only place we can race on Fridays after everybody gets off work without taking vacation all the time. Uh, the Saturday stuff's still up in the air. Um, I hear Mercer's doing some good things with their track. I'd like to support them a few times. I see they got a big race coming up, pay 7000 to win, I think around middle of July or something like that. Uh, we've got some big all-star races coming back into Lernerville here, and then uh, try and get to Tri-City to support Merle Black any chance we can, especially knowing that we've been so good up there. Uh, I'd like to get the Port 
Port Royal as quick as we can again to try and see if we can get some speed going there. But uh, that place and I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship. Uh, we had so much success there in 2019, but we just haven't been able to replicate it. It is pretty heartbreaking, and it can uh, sure tear at your confidence a little bit, but um, you just have to remain strong, and we've been getting better up there. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work to get as good as the 39M and the 1Z and the 69K. Those those people just have that place figured out. They're the best, three best cars in the world at Port Royal, but I mean, if, if we can just put a top five run together, uh, continue to show that we deserve to be out there, maybe maybe we'll luck into a win out there, too. Well, again, again, congratulations on one heck of a weekend, and hopefully you have best of luck this weekend, AJ. Yeah, I'm honored. Thank you very much, Dave, for coming to interview me here for this. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to everybody that helps out, Mom, Dad, all the days, my Uncle Doug, uh, Joe. They put a lot of effort in over this past week, especially those three days. Um, Brian Keebler, his son Jordan, and then all the, all the people that help out on our race team, Fence by Maintenance Service, Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Chernega Construction, Red Robin Gourmet Barters, uh, J.D. Byrider, Sanford's Glass. we got a great group of people around us. I can't thank everybody enough for all this. Hopefully we can get another win and we'll go celebrate another Red Robin. One more hello to the gentleman down south. Oh my goodness! I don't want to say hi to Don Gamble. I don't want to say I don't want to say hi to Don Gamble. I just talked to him a couple days ago, actually. He has to he has to get up here and come to Lernerville. Once once he gets up here, then I'll go say hi to him. All right. Well, if your listeners, if you don't know AJ and Don, always it's always a friendly jab. So again, thanks for the interview, AJ. <laughs> my pleasure, guys. Thanks. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. 
Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, joining us on this episode of Rapid on Racing is Ben Eastler. Ben's the driver of the, I guess it will say, 02 or 02 Rush uh, Dirt Modified. And, and having a chance to meet Ben for the first time, we were, before the interview, we were talking about his career and... Uh, <laughs> You hate to say it hasn't been a long career, but it has. Ben's only 15 years of age, and he's been racing since he's seven. And I remember him back along with the Schwartz Millers and the different people up at you know, Slippery Rock. And he got the experience to go out there at Slippery Rock. But then he had the opportunity, along with some of the other guys, to go up to, and travel to some of the tracks, I think, up in the New York area and all around that area up there. And that level of, you get into that, any. Again, we were talking to Vivian Jones in a previous interview. When you get out there with any type of series, the competition really, you know, steps up. So, you know, Ben, welcome to Rapid on Race. And I know this is the first time we've ever had you on. And uh, we're just going to introduce the fans to you because, you know, most people probably don't know who you are. Like we said, you run the, you know, in the Rush series. And the thing that's nice about Vicky's and, and Mike's series, it, it, it's affordable. And we're going to... Uh, tell the listeners how you you came out of your go-kart career and then you had a you had a decision to make as to where you what you wanted to do and then we'll let you tell the listeners you know you and your dad made some decisions and take it from there oh yeah we ran go-karts for a really long time it was probably the last three or four years where we really started to uh make our program better and buy newer stuff and win more races definitely running out uh, that serious racing out in new york definitely really shaped our racing program and kind of let us know where we were um definitely uh, last year in go-karts covid kind of killed us so we decided just to stay local and try to win as many races as possible gain as many sponsors as possible to get ready for the big car you know with that then all of a sudden and there's so many variables and then you saw something from you know russ king racing and then you reached out to russ and you know russ is an unbelievable not only talented driver but as a builder and an ambassador for the sports and again he's not not that old but he's giving so many people such as yourself ben an opportunity to take that next stuff and in affordability and again with the cost of everything today and even though we're going into 2022 now i mean this not that you know, now that COVID, we'll say it's not totally behind us, but things are in, in, in progressing differently. You know, now we have fuel costs, cost of tires, part shortages, and that all is affected. And you know, when he does that for a living and, and build stuff, but you know, let's you first started, so let's talk about you know how you got involved with Russ and the first car that you had. All right, so the first time we went down to the race shop, I was uh, a year or two ago. 
and uh, I was still racing go-karts at the time. He reached out to us on Facebook, said, come down to the shop, uh, come check things out. So we did, and it was pretty cool. He kind of went over to the lease deal, and we decided one more year of go-karts, and then like six months later, halfway through the go-karting season, it was like, all right, we need to really start thinking about what we want to do here. So we reached uh, back out to Russ and got it all set up, and... Uh, that's what we did. We ran a 2017 Bicknell car, uh, formerly known as the RKR car, the uh, lease car that like Cooter ran a few times, uh, Chaz won in it at Mercer and stuff like that. So it was a good car, it's just that something that he had there and again the affordability in terms of, and especially in your case, you're young in age but young in years in that type of car. In, Anything that you do, there's a learning curve, and you know sometimes the learning curves have whoopses, and they can be. You know, if it's a brand new car, it seems to sting a little bit worse. Oh yeah, I agree. I, the first year in the car, it was definitely uh, just to kind of see what we were into and what we wanted to do. Um, and Russ said, as long as everything went well and we wanted to keep doing it, he'd upgrade us to newer stuff, which we did. And uh, it was. It wasn't a bad car. It was still really good equipment. Obviously, we were able to run up front and win races with it. So it was good stuff, and I believe Rust uh, put us in the best position to succeed every week. I mean, you you have to look at a track record from Russ. Not only did he, before he jumped into a late model, he was a successful modified driver. And then what he does for his brother and dad every week, for all intents and purposes, I mean, there's shock differences in motors. The cars are very, very similar. If you were to look at it, you really probably couldn't tell the difference right off of the, the naked eye. But, um, you know, to have that experience and then to be able, I think, is a, a mentor or someone that has knowledge. And, and I know many, many drivers, Drivers pick Russ's brain all the time, and that that's so important that you, know, you may have to pay the price for it. But uh, in the long run, you know, the information that you have is generally very valuable to you. Um, yes, for sure. Uh, sometimes, even though Russ won't be at the racetrack, like the uh, BRP tour will be racing somewhere else, um, he's still only one phone call away from any question that I have or uh, set up advice or anything like that. And definitely having him in our corner has been a big help. Because of your younger age, I'm sure he still doesn't give any 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 least amount of slack, does he? Oh no, he he tells it how he tells me how it is. Uh, it there's no filter. He tells me how he's feeling when he's feeling it, and that's something you just have to have tough skin. As as it, you say that when we were walking down to do the interview, there's Uncle Rusty, and I said, yeah, you're going to have it your hands full the rest of the evening. But you know, listeners, we're talking with Ben Easton, and we're going to take a, a pause for a commercial message, and we'll be back shortly. <clears throat> Listeners, we're back from our commercial message room, and joining us is Ben Eastler. And if you've just been joining us, we've been having a nice chat with Ben. He's one of the youngsters in the Rush Modified division, and it's and that's growing and growing. And um, he's only been in it for about a, about a year and a half now. And you picked up a win last year at Raceway Seven, I, and I had an opportunity. You know, several times for as a car owner to experience that with you know Russ Dunn and I would say seven is a technical track. It's a little quirky. It's tough to get around in, in one and two. A lot of speed coming down the back straight away. Three and four is real sweeping. But did did you in your wildest dreams? And I ask this a lot of people because you always ask what expectations are. Did you think this early on? that you would get that first win last year? Um, honestly, I'm very tough on myself, and I hold myself to very high expectations. I, th I, I thought I should be able to win that early. I didn't think it would actually happen, but I thought I could. And 
fortunately I was right and I was very blessed to have the opportunity to everything was set up right that night we started off pole of the heat race won it was able to start on the pole and lead green the checkered so um, definitely very very blessed in how everything went right that night the competition in this series is growing and growing each and every year. I mean, you got, I mean, as we were walking through the Schnangel Mall here, we ran into Chaz Wolbert. You have Tony Tagenhorst. You know, you have Chelsea Kriegages. You know, you got Cooter that steps in there. Uh, and these are just a couple of the guys I can think off the top of my head that, you know, when you get out there, you know, a top five is a tough enough finish, but yet to pick up a win, and again, in your first year, is a big feather in your cap. Oh yeah, it was definitely it kind of, it helped me know where I was against uh against the other drivers and just kind of know where we were. Um, definitely racing against some guys makes you a lot better, and I truly believe I make them better. And we, to A lot of the guys, it's a big system. Uh, most of these guys, like Tony and Chaz, all went through RKR, so having that close connection to each other and still being able to run up front was pretty cool. You know, speaking of that connection, obviously, you know, you have, you know, brothers on and off the track. I mean, like I said, you know, Chaz is probably like a big brother there to give you some information. And of course, you know, when you're racing against him, obviously the gloves come on and you get a little bit of, you know, you buckle the seatbelt a little bit tighter, put the helmet on, and, you know, you want to win as badly as he do, but he does. But let's talk about, you know, during the week, who helps you? Because race day is the easy part of the schedule. I mean, you show up, you race, you have fun, and, and that's, that's the reward for the hard work that you put forth in the shop during the week. So who helps you out? Uh, again, I'm sure you're learning yourself, but you know, you said, you said your dad was a racer, and I'm sure he's a big part of your team as well. Um, yes, I agree 100%. Uh, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into like dur during the week and stuff like that. And even during the weekends, say we race uh, Raceway 7 on a Friday and have to turn around and run chair the next day. Waking up early on that, that Saturday morning and only having a few hours to get everything perfect and ready to go to race the next day, it's a lot of work. Um, a lot, if nothing happens. Yeah, it's if we don't mess anything up, which we were very fortunate last year never really ran into too many problems. But... Um, during the weekend, I usually stay over at the race shop, like at Uncle Rusty's house or in the race shop or just something. And uh, Russ, Russ is a big asset. Uh, he has he hired somebody, uh, my boy Evo. Evan's been a big help, and he helps me out a lot. And, of course, I go over and I get my stuff ready as well. And, it's, and a lot of times the big blocks run once or twice a weekend, so we have to get those ready as well. And then during the week, on Monday is always wash day, and then sometimes we have shop night on a Wednesday or Thursday night, and that's when we get all the finishing touches ready and everything ready to go. To, to conclude things, what we do with this sport that we love so much you know, we, we put our heart and soul into it and, and our, our resources, but you have a lot of sponsors. I saw them on the car. Let's tell the listeners who they are. Uh, start off with uh, Crawford Custom Consulting with Brian Huff. Uh, great guy. Helped us out a lot. Also helps us out with uh, our graphics, C3 graphics. Uh, Brian and Matt, hats off to them. They do a great job on our car. They do a great job on everybody's, uh, everybody's stuff. Um, Pork's Body Works, uh, Tyson Ford, Taylorstone Auto Parts, uh, Lakeside Lanes, Rust King Racing, um, everybody, well, a lot of brothers racing, everybody uh, is a big asset to our team. My grandma especially, uh, she doesn't, she wouldn't miss a race for the world. She's always there. She helps financially too, so um, definitely big thanks to all those guys. Yeah, Don Gamble always tells the listeners and tells me, if it wouldn't be for the women, they're the, the backbones of these race teams, you know, whether they're keeping stats or they're providing a meal for you or just support, you know, whether, like you said, it's the grandma, it's mom, it's the girlfriend, 
and it's an ant. Uh, they're all important. Well, Ben, it's been nice having you on Wrapping on Racing, and we're looking forward to following what happens in 2022, and hopefully we'll see the, that 0-2 in victory lane a few times this year. Uh, that's the goal. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Wrapping on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, Tune in Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. 
talking to Ryan Timson. We're at Lernerville Speedway. It's actually night number three of the Western PA Sprint Week. It's night number three, but it's really only night number one, Ryan. You know, geez, you know, you and your crew you made all the way to the toe, all the way from Broken uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. So you definitely probably got the furthest drive. But I was talking to your crew chief, and he said, "You want the Mercer? Watched it rain. You want the Pennsylvania Motor Speedway? Watched it rain." Now tonight we're at Lernerville. The sun's out. You have a little bit of advantage because a couple weeks ago you had a chance to run here and you finished second to A.J. Flick and A.J. Flick's five-time track champion here, so that's nothing to shake your head at. Right. Uh, the last time we were here, I feel like we really should have won, but uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about tonight, so we'll just see what happens. I think the amazing part that obviously the listeners probably don't know, but you're 15 years of age and... Sometimes that's good, but it also prohibits you from some of the things with the, the Outlaws and the All-Stars where they have certain age limits. I think in both division, or both series, I think, is what, 16 of age. So hopefully another year you'll be there. Yeah, once I turn 16, I won't really have anything to worry about. So uh, we're just in the meantime out here, just getting as, much, as many laps at as many different racetracks as we can. Well, we always say, and you know, when I talk to people, there's just no substitute for seat time. And, and you talked to me you know, prior to the interview, you're trying to get about 30 races into 410. Now, when I think of Ryan Timms, I think of you in the midget. And uh, I was watching the races last night with Cal and all those guys. It's just, how do you differentiate where you want to go say, okay, well, I'm going to do the midgets the first half of the year, and then... Or if there's a big race, or I'm just going to now concentrate on the four tens because the four tens obviously down the road are going to be probably the division that you're going to run into because they obviously they pay the better money. Right. Uh, we try to run as many four ten races as we can. That's kind of what we prioritize. And uh, and then if we can't run the four ten, three sixty, and then if we can't run a sprint car race that weekend, we'll go run a midget somewhere. But uh, yeah, we just try to race every single weekend, like you said, seat time. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know there's no comparison. I, I actually watch a, a young man on uh, Tanner Holmes. He has a YouTube channel, and he buys his back from the carts to the uh, to the micros to a 410. But, you know, when you got your start, Ryan, I mean, how, again, you're only 15, but how many years have you been racing? You probably, probably at least 10. Uh, no, I've only ran, raced a race car for uh, about five years, uh, maybe six, and... Uh, this is my second full year in the sprint car, so, um, yeah. Being that you're so young and you, all these tracks that you go to are, are new to you, uh, uh, I'm sure it's everyone's an adventure you do you go to, and yet it's almost you need a notebook. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just, it's all about having a good time, too, when you're out on the road, so uh, we're just going track to track and hopefully winning as many as we can. We appreciate your time to talking to us on Wrapping on Race, and we know you got some hot laps coming up. Best of luck tonight, and hopefully we'll see the five in victory lane. Yeah, thank you, hopefully. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Wayland Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Continuing with Victory Lane, we're going to get some thoughts from Nate Rigotti and some of the winners from Jennerstown. Kostelnik just cruising around the racetrack, takes the two-to-go sign. Kostelnik, the track's all-time winningest street stock driver, running in these pro stocks. He's had three top five finishes this season in the one-stop auto sales pro stocks. Still looking for his first win. He's a lap away. And Kostelnik, off the pace. Burkholder goes right by him. The 27 of Burkholder just past the 22 of Kostelnik. He's off the throttle. He's coasting around. Kyle Burkholder out of turn number four. Checkered flag waves. What happened? As they battle with the 93 behind him. Kyle Burkholder in the 27. And the 22 of Kostelnik will coast across the start-finish line. The 22 of Kostelnik pulling it onto pit road. He was cruising to his first win of the season. And now it will be the 27 of Burkholder who gets to celebrate. Kostelnik will stop on pit road. He won't get back to his stall. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk with Burkholder and what he saw outside of his windshield. It was hooked up, but I'll tell you what. What did you see outside of your windshield with the 22? Nice. Start smoking her a little bit, like before that, and then he just slid way down. Sucks, but that was yeah, definitely his race. We got lucked into one. We'll take it how we can get it. Yeah, how's it feel to luck into one? You know, th but this thing, his thing's been fast, and you made the pass around Will, and you, you were there. You were keeping pace with the 22. He just was was a couple laps ahead of you. Already had that lead and had a couple second advantage. But you know, what what does this mean about just staying in the throttle and keep going? You never know what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. You never give up. Um, yeah. You have to be there at the end. You never know when somebody's going to have a problem or a caution or something. I'd pretty much give up a two to go. I thought, well, this is it. We're not going to get a caution, and then that happens. So 
uh, got lucky there. But um, we got, you know, this thing's fast. Barry helped set it up, and it, I'm comfortable in it, and uh, you know, that means a lot. So uh, as long as we can keep it the way it is, we're going to win a lot more. Who do you want to thank on this thing? Arsenberger Trucking, Mountain View Acres, um, Morocco Welding, Bigham's Auto Service, Penn Summit Insurance, Hendricks Taxidermy, um, Hall's Handyman Service, New Centerville Stove, Bill Vezio from Cornwell, um, all these guys, my wife, my mom, dad, brothers, uh, everybody who helps me out, uh, Austin, Pat, my grandparents, Pat Bob, he's a big supporter, he made this happen, so uh, can't thank everybody enough. Racing's a lot of skill, a lot of knowledge to set up these race cars, and a little bit of luck. How about Kyle Burkholder picking up his second win of the season? Valente, a little wiggle there. White flag in the air. This is the last lap. Valente trying to overdrive it a bit. Singo able to keep the 52 behind him. Valente with one last chance here in turn three. Valente trying desperately. He won't get there. Steve Singo takes the checkered flag. That was great racing up front between the 7 and 52. You see a friendly rub between the two there on the cool down lap. Scott Mitchell behind them. That, folks, is great racing here at Jenner's. The climb out under his own power. He took his earplugs out. Let him hear you again. Steve Singo, everybody. And while, and while do you want to do the inter? Oh, boy. His better half gets to do the interview. Okay, first of all, he was talking. Is he okay? He's okay. He had COVID in December, so he has some issues with his lungs. Well, uh, we know that he was under a lot of stress in that race car. The 52 of Nate Valente was all over him. I know you guys have a great relationship with Nate, too, uh, off the racetrack and in the pits. But, you know, what, what's it mean to you to see the seven car and, and, and your honey over there hold off uh, a young guy like that? It means everything, especially since we so now we race for Tanner every year. So I know you guys had a, had a great race in, in Tanner's memory earlier this year. You know, you keep racking up the wins in this seven car with with the seven, the halo, and everything on it. What's it mean to your family every time you're here? Every time we're here, it just – we have our family, and then we have our racing family. And everybody here is our racing family. We have the best division, the Charger division. We all get along. It's – we couldn't be happier with everybody. I know he's in this ambulance getting checked out. Let's make some noise for Steve Singo so he can hear you in that machine. Congratulations. Golick looking for his first feature win of the year. Blesner already has one, not running a full schedule this season. Two to go. Golick was the faster car last lap by one-tenth of a second. More lap traffic in front of the leader. Cindy Shalas a lap down. Golick out of turn number four will take the white flag, the final lap. Golick pulling away just a bit from the 17 of Doug Lester now that he has clean air in front of him. It's a four-tenths of a second lead for Tom Golick out of turn number four. The checkered flag waves his first win of 2022. Tom Golick picks up the victory. Doug Glessner second. Joey School third. Racing Jason Bush holds on to fourth. John Fama finishes fifth. Tremendous racing at the front of the pack. Joey School did everything he could to hang on to this thing. Let's not forget that the leader, Pete Breck, had a your defending champion, Tom Golick, picks up his first win of the season here in the Stoicetown Auto Records Modified. How about a round of applause for Tom? As the checkered flag waves, Casey Flegel holds off the 44. Burbage hangs on to second place over the 22 of Dale Kimberly, finishing 
in fourth of 53 of Bickerstaff and Sean Booth in the four car rounds out your top five. 27th career Ron's Collision Center street stock win for the 113 of Casey Fliggle. What were you thinking when the yellow came out? I was like, oh my God. Mark's like, good job, good job. Up, oh, yellow's out behind you. And then I, I'm like, I'm in the middle of three and four, really? You can't let us finish and tell us that. Hey, watch, watch going into one and two, but Hey, we made it interesting for the fans. That's what we're here for, to put a show on for them. So, hope they enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good race. You had to work your way through the field a little bit. Took advantage of some some caution flags uh, of your own to work your way up through there. Yeah, cautions definitely helped tonight. Uh, the transmission's going out of it. So, it's... Uh, I could smell a gear wheel burn. It's vibrating so bad. I was just praying I didn't. I was praying I didn't end up like the 22 because I didn't know how many more laps she was going to go. Well, I know you spend a lot of time in the garage on this car, but this thing's been so hooked up. Do you have to touch it at all? Now you got a broken transmission, so you're gonna have to fix that. But how much do you really have to work on this race car week to week? Well, with the tire with the tire shortage the way it is now, it's uh it's a struggle because you gotta you gotta keep you know the tires are good when they're brand new. The longer you run them, the worse they get. So you gotta keep adjusting the car to try to keep it as fast as you can. Uh, we uh, we struggled a little bit today. I went out for hot laps, missed the first set, went out for the second set, and uh, ended up having a ball joint out of it. So I was changing a ball joint into pits down here earlier. Well, this thing isn't perfect, but he keeps working on it and keeps on ending up in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Casey? Uh, Memorial Highway Chevrolet, uh, TriStar in Somerset, Tom Bazilia, uh, Baron Trucking, my dad, Toes Auto, uh, Indian Lake Realty, Jeff Carey, uh, Showtime, Sandy's Bar, uh, Knuckleheads. Who else is on here? We don't want to figure, forget anybody. Shane Schaefer Incorporated, Somerset VFW, Terry and Anita Manier. I don't know if you guys are up there. If you are, come down here and get your picture. Uh, Wild West Wash House, Junior's Tackle Box, Paint Shop, Sleazak's Karate School, Cornerstone Raceway, uh, Musto and Hoyle and Keller and my brother in the pits for helping me every week. I mean, they do everything for this car. All I got to do is sit down there and boss them around and harass them so without them guys it wouldn't be here uh, and i want to thank all the fans coming out and supporting the track because if they weren't up there in them seats we won't be on the track racing for them casey flegel picks up his third win of the season here at jennerstown speedway give him a round of applause come on the 113 we're going to share some very nice interviews with eric westendorf from the lernerville speedway but the deal modified feature winner tonight is Chaz Wolbert, second of the 61 of Dave Murdoch, third of the 37 of Jeremiah Shingledecker, fourth the 29 of Garrett Crummer, and fifth the 11 of Brad Rapp. Climbing out of his car, first time as a feature winner in a big block modifies is Chaz Wolbert. Chaz, first and foremost, congratulations. That smiles are probably going to be hard to wipe off your face all weekend. You've been down here in the Rush Sportsman Modified, made a big jump to the big block Modifies this year, been fast right out of the box, and you just held off Dave Murdoch, Brian Sportslander, Garrett Crummert. Can you even begin to put the words to how that feels? You know, I've ever since I was a kid, I've looked up to all these guys, and to be here uh, competing with them, behind them usually, and to be here in, uh, in front of them tonight, man, this is awesome. So you, you had control of the race, late race caution. What goes through your mind just waiting to go back to green? I try not to let anything go through my mind because <laughs> I'm the, my own problem. So I just kind of uh, just kept running my race, hit my marks, and, uh, man, this car was great tonight. We didn't do anything to it. We just uh, put some fuel in it, ground some tires, and uh, we went out. Uh, family crew sponsored makes it possible. First off, uh, Without God, none of this would be possible, so i got to thank him first and foremost. Uh, my wife, Courtney, my little guy, Kanan, back home. 
Uh, wish you guys were here, but uh, I'm sure you won't be sleeping at night either. Uh, I got to thank all, all my crew guys here tonight. Uh, Hayden helps me out in the shop. Ryan, my dad, my little brother, Bill, uh, a couple guys back home, all my sponsors, Alcon Mechanical, Russ King Racing, Ohio Winter Express, Dunkin' Donuts of Warren, Ohio, uh, BCT Construction, Walters Builders, uh, Intense Fab, Sismar, Y-Town Powder Coat, and everybody. Uh, LJ Elk by Kevlar. Uh, this big nail was awesome tonight. And uh, thank you for everybody sticking out for us. I'm glad we were second tonight, and uh, I'll be able to watch the fireworks now. So congratulations on your first big block win. I'm sure it won't be the last. How about a big hand for Chaz Wolbert, winner of tonight's Deal Automotive Big Block Modified Feature. Schneider may get Catellas, but Brandon Connor just has to hit his marks through three and four. First Learnerville feature win for Brandon Connor. Chris Schneider does get second, Catellas third. Todd Weldon holds off Tyler Dees for fourth. We've seen John Garvin Jr. win his first race in about 10 years. We've seen Chaz Wolbert win his first big block feature. And now we've seen Brandon Connor win his first Learnerville Speedway Pro Stock feature. We'll head down to Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, Brandon Connor. Second place to the 55S of Chris Schneider, third to 1K of Cody Catellus, fourth to the 45 of Todd Weldon, and fifth to the double zero of Tyler D. Feature winner, Brandon Connor. Brandon Connor may think twice about winning at Lernerville at the Champagne Shower. I heard you on the pill draw coming in when you drew the pill talking about having a good night at Lernerville Speedway. I think that worked out for you. Yeah, it did. This is the first race we finished here. <laughs> So a lot of fe you know, feature wins, I'm sure, at other tracks, right? Just not here at Lernerville. But what's it mean to win a feature here at the historic Lernerville Speedway and to beat one of the all-time greats in Chris Schneider? I'm glad. I'd, I've wanted to win when we come down here the first two or three times. Tonight makes it even better. We was just coming to feel the car out, and we felt it out pretty well. <laughs> Family, crew, and sponsors, it makes it possible for you. I want to thank all the sponsors, 923 Pit Lights, uh, Frick Rigging, Connor Repair Service, Connor Cozy Cabin Designs, Ron Winslow for owning the car, and then all my crew. They, they're they the ones that put this thing together. So congratulations on your first Learnerville feature win. I'm sure it won't be the last. Go ahead, sponsors, crew, celebrate first Learnerville feature win. Congratulations to Brandon Connor, winner of tonight's Millerstown Pick Apart Penn Ohio Pro Stock feature event. Stone Speedway proudly presented Rappin' on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.